I am Consciously Curious, a podcast for those that are searching for a career or are cultivating meaning within their own space. We've had anesthesia providers to barbers, dog behaviors to airline pilots, white collar to blue collar, entrepreneurs to passion projects. Life's too short to not produce meaningful work. Join me, Victor Chan, as we deep dive within various industries. I'd love to hear your feedback, so feel free to leave a comment. I hope you find some value within these conversations, but more importantly, I hope it sparks a meaning within your own space. In this episode, we deep dive into the world of omakase sushi with chef and owner of Kyoten, Otto Fan. What started out of a food trailer in Austin, Texas, is now one of the hottest omakase sushi spots in Chicago. What initially comes off as cockiness is quickly dissolved with Otto's insatiable appetite for learning and being the best. For any sushi fans out there, Chef Otto will be your Sherpa into the world of sushi. From his choice of rice to the relationship with his fish guy in Japan, Otto is uncompromising in nature, and that's what makes him great at his craft. Please enjoy my conversation with Chef Otto Fan. So Chef Otto, welcome to the show. Yeah. Um, and I, you know, the way this show is kind of laid out is kind of like a chronological journal of your journey okay um and so could you take us back to a time before sushi was there a time before sushi uh that was certainly like a previous life before sushi (laughs) (laughs) um basically how i got into it i i just i just loved love to to eat i always loved 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 to eat and mostly i loved learning about food and learning about why things would be delicious, what makes deliciousness. And um, that that was really, I just was very, very passionate about it. Um, and I was studying petroleum engineering at uh, University of Texas yes. at Austin. Okay. Um, uh, and uh, and by half, halfway through college, I was literally studying cuisine more than I was studying my petroleum engineering stuff yeah uh so um so hey you know all my hours are are spent you know in in these you know cookbooks and whatever whatever food stuff i could get my hands on and um and then uh and then i was like you just go be a chef um just just work in kitchens and see what goes from there and so i started working kitchens um halfway through college i did finish college because you gotta make your mom happy and um so they were the motivators to pursue petroleum engineering or uh no i i chose it because i didn't know what to do with my life and and that was the easiest engineering to get into that at the time. The easiest engineering to get into. Yeah, and, and you made the most money. <laughs> oh, okay. So that that that's the easy pick. Now it's actually the hardest engineering to get right? into, and uh, it, it, it's funny how uh, life changes. Right, right. Yeah, um, but yeah, um, and once I started uh, working kitchens, um, uh, that 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 was it. Um, I started off making Mexican food. Okay. Um, I worked in Carlos Santana's restaurant uh, right. called Maria Maria. Oh. <laughs> um, it's not there anymore. 
but that was my first kitchen job. And after that, I was, you know, thinking, you know, well, what do I want to do next? When you're young, you want to learn everything. You want to, you want to learn pizza. You want to learn ice cream. Uh, you want to learn everything, 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 everything. Um, but uh, well, that probably that feeling probably lets you know that you were kind of in the right direction of what industry you wanted to go into. Uh, yes. Right. That, yes. That, like the pursuit, like the the natural curiosity. Very much so. The natural yeah. curiosity of of deliciousness, just everything about delicious, everything about food. Um, it, and certainly that was the starting point. Um, and, uh, and then I've always loved sushi too. Okay. And, um, did you have omakase back then? I, I never experienced an omakase, yeah. uh, uh, at that time. Um, it, it was still pretty it was relatively a very new concept too. Okay. Um, it, it was it, it was back when tasting menus were only in New York. <laughs> okay. Um, for the listeners that don't don't know, can we let's can we explain what omakase could be? Yeah, uh, omakase is pretty much chef's tasting. Okay. Basically, it's a chef decides what you're going to eat that night. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, yeah, those were those those type of experiences. They're, they're always going to be expensive they're tasting menus um and those were uh back then it it, it wasn't a thing outside of new york okay um but uh i just uh really you know i was i was so i'm working mexican food what's the next thing for auto to do and um and sushi was it i mean it, it it looked like people were having a lot of fun down there fun at the sushi bar they were i saw the sushi chefs um making sushi for a lot of beautiful women downtown oh, okay. and that's that's always a, a nice perk <laughs> and i was like yeah let's just let's just give this sushi thing a try right so um and um after i left Murray maria and found a job at a place called Imperia in Austin, Texas, under uh, under Chef Tatsu Aikawa, who runs the Ramen Tatsuya Empire mm. down in Austin, Texas. Wow. Um, he he was my uh, very first uh, sushi mentor. And once I started doing sushi, I never had a different job in my life. There's just always so much to learn, so many nuances. Uh, so many things to explore that um, the journey just never ended, yeah. um, and it's still never ending. And so, uh, once once I started making sushi, I never had a different job in my life. Okay. Yeah. And so, after some training under um, under chef, did you move to New York for a little bit, or you? Just- yes. So I so tasting menus at that time were pretty much only in New York. Oh. New York is where you wanted to be if you want to get to the next level. Okay. Um and from this is coming from a very s- small town, a relatively smaller town 10 years ago. Okay. Where where um where you know you, you just read what you can get your hands on, right? right? And and all signs pointed to New York, namely Massa in New York. <laughs> I mean the only three Michelin star sushi restaurant um in 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 america right and honestly that was my goal that my goal was never to make money it was never even to own my own restaurant the awards it or or the awards it it was just about learning oh okay It, it was just all about learning um deliciousness and 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 um 
And I believe that I would get closer if I went to New York. And so I did. Um, and I remember seeing, you know, Craigslist ads pop up for three Michelin star Masa. Wow. And that was, uh, that was my certainly, my goal was to work there um, uh, eventually. What, what were they, what position were they looking for? Oh, just, you know, line cooks, okay. that type of thing. Okay. You know, sushi men, just, you know, prep guys, whatever. Um, and I, I just, so I just um, end up in New York. Didn't go to Masa at the very start, but um, I believed if, you know, you can't go to the place where you want to work if you're not in the same damn city. So, uh, wow. so um, I uh, went to New York um, and I spent a year at Nobu. Okay. Um, and then once, once, yeah, you know, you keep on sending the resumes to Masa. Eventually, uh, eventually they're going to call you. So um, I got a call and um, uh, did a stage and 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 took the job. So, oh, okay. So I I haven't I've met people that used or not like used, but like knew going in that staging was like like kind of like an interview. In yeah. Way. Um, I thought it was just like free help. <laughs> um, but I guess it's a mix of both. Um. Um, yeah, it's a mix of both. It, 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 the, the terms vary a lot. Okay. So uh, when when you're when you're staging for an interview, it's usually just show up and see what you can do for a day. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, it's just a day, and then and then they'll you know if you want the job, you see you see what, you like what you see. Um, yeah, you take it. What did you learn most from your your time in New York? Uh. Basically, I want so so. My mission was just to learn as much as I could, and sort of to s just not be at the monster top, but just see what it looks like, right? Okay. Just see what it looks like, and um, there wasn't one thing that you learned. It's just kind of a culmination where you know even my Nobu experience was very viable. Every place that you work at. Um, you pick up different things that are uh, are very very important. Yeah. Um, but yeah, working at Masa is a different level. I mean, you're talking about the only three Michelin star sushi restaurant in America. It it, it is a, a significant step up, and um, what viewers want to hear is is what what makes Masa different from Nobu. What what makes Masa different from everywhere else? Sure. Um, for me. It's the fact that I never worked in a place where things were so much about a feeling rather than a recipe. Okay. Um, at Nobu, you are kind of learning technical skill to be kind of you're, – you're, you're training to be a robot pretty much. Yeah. You're learning precision, accuracy, things that you really, really need because robots have yet to replace us. <laughs> At least the sushi chef robots have not replaced the, uh, a skilled sushi chef just yet. So you 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 are trained to be a robot, and then um, and then Amasa, it's yes you do need to be a robot. You need that level of precision, but there's also a level above where you can break through, where um, food becomes more of uh, food becomes more of a feeling. More uh, where things you gotta feel it out, and uh, food should have a personality. Okay. Um, have you felt like you've broken some rules having known that then, um, like, like or drawn outside the lines a little? 
Very much. Uh, yeah, right. it, 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 it allows you to learn how to go out to the lines. Um, I think I think the whole point is to break the rules right. and go outside the lines. But you can't just break rules to break rules. You, you got to break rules when when things when you know it is better to break the rules. Mm-hmm. When you find something better and and it breaks the rules, that's that's the best. Okay. That's the best. When when you're able to break rules and and you're doing it because this is better than what came before it, then that's the best. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um and did you go there to New York with the intention to bring whatever you learned back to Texas? No. Uh, yeah. No, I <laughs> I'm very short-minded. I'm very, very uh, p- part of the reason why I love s- food so much is that it's the experience is done, right? Like, like in an instant. I'm a very short-term person. Um, that's probably why I had my limits when it comes to academia. I think a great, you know, people that are great at academia, they, they're very good at seeing the long picture. But I only see two, three years ahead of my life at once. So I, I had no I, intention of, I had only the intention of learning. And, and, and so, yeah, so I spent two years in New York. It kicks your ass and you're back home to Austin, Texas. That's yeah. what happened to me. Just you, you're working so much and it's kicking your ass and you're back back did in you, Texas. What would you do to make, because I know it's ex- cost of living is expensive. Honestly, it was during this time, it was when Austin was going through a lot of growing pains. Yeah, no, and, in, in New York. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like, well, in New York, I'll be honest, it was easier living in New York. Oh. It was easier even living in New York because you didn't need a car. They were used to finding ways for poor people to live in um in 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 places where, you know, rent skyrocketing. They they they, they had issues that they were trying to fix. Huh. Whereas Austin, this was a time when Austin was booming. Okay. And you had no idea how to fix this this wage gap where people were legitimately still working, um, like minimum wage, like like, like you know, eight bucks an hour, oh. um, eight bucks an hour, uh, where where rent is skyrocketing. So actually, during my time, this was back in two thousand twelve. Okay, um, this was a time when um, you know Austin was skyrocketing. And New York was used to dealing with with you know high rents and 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 trying to make things livable for everybody. Right. Um, so actually, during that time, I had an easier um, financial time in New York than I did back in Austin. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Wouldn't, yeah. Wouldn't expect. So that. so so y- y- you never know until you live it. You live it out. You know. Right. You s- right. Right. I. I. It, it's it's one of those things where. People get soaked up too much into the internet, mm. and this was a time when, like, um, you know, every, every article is. You see so many articles about skyrocketing rent in New York, where uh, other underreported things like Austin, the booming, the you know, boom years in Austin, huge boom years in Austin. So yeah, back in 2012, I found it easier to live in New York actually. Um, and as someone that loves to continuously learn, was there ever a point where you felt ready to move back home, to move back to, to Texas? Yeah. So 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, my goal was just to work at Masa, <laughs> uh, um, and the, the, you know, just to see the mountaintop, right? Yeah. You just want to see it. You don't want to be a part of it because you, because I'm, I wasn't very good. I wasn't very good, and I, I didn't want any part of that. I just, I just want to see it. Um, uh, and and um, and the thing is, uh, what people, you're not just allowed to see, <laughs> yeah. right? Is it's like you're not just allowed to eat from the apple of, of knowledge, right? From the tree of knowledge, because the the tree just just eating the apple changes you. Yeah. So it, it, it you know, when when you're ignorant, you, young and ignorant, you just wanna you know, kind of like peak and then and then go away. Hmm. But then life isn't like that. No, no, no. No, no. Well, once you peak, and then it's like whoa. And then, and then, you can't unsee. And then you can't unsee it, and and the experience uh, makes you a whole lot better. Okay. And um and so New York kicks my butt, and I go back to Austin. And you know I'm I'm still mentally drained. Okay. At this point, um, but um, I'm working less hours. I'm I'm slowly getting my mental stuff together. And then one day I I, I realized, well, wait, wait a minute, like, sushi in Austin hasn't really progressed at all. Interesting. And I just worked at, you know, what, what many consider the best restaurant in the country. And so, yeah, just peeking, peeking at the mountaintop, yeah, I can make, I believe I could make sushi better than whatever is offered in Austin. Yeah. It, and uh, I want to, with the exhaustion... What was it? Was it the number of hours per day? Was it the pressure you felt from those around you to to keep up with the three stars? Like what? What was it that? It was everything. It was, everything. It, it was a lot of pressure, um, and also I was very, very young and impressionable, where, um, where, yeah, it, it it was the long hours. It was the pressure. It, it was, and also the fact that I wasn't very good. Uh, I. I uh, I, I was never a very organized person. Mm-hmm. I was I was generally not very good, <laughs> so the grind uh, took its toll. Uh, I was never naturally good. Okay. okay. So everything that I I'm good at, I have to work really hard for. Yeah. Well, you, so, but you, you, you'll probably wasn't... find that a common theme among successful people. Oh yeah. They they have oh, to yeah. work very hard for what the things they have. They, they, it's very um, not very many. Th- Things that I was naturally good at. Mm-hmm. Did Did you ever have thoughts of giving up, though? Um. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, very much so. Like, like, like the it, it goes back to you just want to peak at the mountaintop, and you've had your peak, and it's time to do something else. But the thing is, once you peak, it's it's like wait, wait a minute, I'm I'm really good now. Mm. Like once I get, you know, once I had a couple months to relax my mind a bit, I was like, wait, 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 wait a minute. I'm really good now. Like I can make sushi a lot better than what's offered in Austin. Yeah. And um, and I'm sure there's every line cook <laughs> says that to themselves, right? <laughs> every cook whether it's flipping your burger, that the, the, the McDonald's right, right, right. fry cook <laughs> is 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 thinking right now right, right. that oh I can make a better French fry than McDonald's, 
why don't I build my own McDonald's? And, it, and it's kind of ridiculous, right? Because so every every cook, every lowest lowest rung cook is is thinking that same thought. Right. But the thing is, so are you gonna do, the magic question is, are you gonna do it, mm. or are you gonna just keep on flipping burgers? Hmm. So are you gonna do it? Or are you gonna keep on flipping burgers, Otto? <laughs> and um and then I decide to do it. Okay. So I decide because because talk is cheap, right? Right. Yeah. So talk is cheap. Yeah, even the French fry guy at McDonald's is saying, I can make a way better French fry than then this. Then do it. <laughs> then do it. Yeah. Then go freaking do it. Yeah. So um, so I, I do it. Say, say and, and I know that I can do it. And not only I can do it, I don't even need a restaurant to do it. I just need to... You know, there's this food trailer thing that's booming in Austin, <laughs> I, I Texas. I keep reading about it. <laughs> yeah, there's this food trailer thing, and sushi out of a trailer—it's actually really easy. I mean, I mean, all the refrigeration equipment is meant to be, uh, you know, kept the same temperature whether you're in a trailer or in a full-blown restaurant. So I was like, you know, the easiest way to put my food out there mm. is to open up a trailer. And the funny thing is, I don't even need to. I I I don't even need to be in the exact same context to to prove myself. I just do it out of a trailer. Interesting. Um, and you were one man show at that point. Um, uh, we, we were I, we started off with a couple people. Okay. Um, I I, I lost them because the business wasn't going oh. very well. Yeah. Um, uh, trailer business is tough. That's why they all either become restaurants or go away. Oh, okay. But um, so it it wasn't a fully successful endeavor. Okay. But it was a good stepping stone. Yeah. And so you know, financially, was it a failure? Yeah. That was your first taste with entrepreneurship. Yeah, it was my first taste. Oh, interesting. And so so it it becomes a natural evolution. It's 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 if you really want to keep on making sushi. Um, and you know you can make do better than than what these guys are doing. Um, uh, then you should. Then what are you going to do? Are you going to do it, or are you going to just do something else, or be a line cook for the rest of your life, or go right. corporate, have that cush job? Right. Um, and I was like, and and um, and I was like, no, I'm gonna if I can make better sushi than anyone else, I'm gonna go do it. Right. Even if it's out of a trailer, did you? And did that wasn't omakase yet. That wasn't omakase yet. Okay. So at the is there tr- a term for that kind of sushi? <laughs> uh, um, uh, <laughs> no, not really. I mean, I, at the so sushi trailer, I was just serving rolls and bowls. Okay. okay. So I, all I was doing is serving r- rolls and bowls, but with like just done at at at, uh, at done at a really high level, yeah. um, where I was using. Like really, really great, great sushi rice, things like that. Right, things that you probably carry on like today. Very much so. Yeah. Um, so that's where I started, and that's my no, yeah, my first taste of entrepreneurship, and you learn a lot of things. Mm-hmm. You learn a lot about uh, what do you want to do, um, mm-hmm. how do you want to run your business, what's the next step, and. You know, um, it, it was it was tough. It was tough not being very successful, and and having you know starting with a three man operation to being a team of just me. Mm. Um, yeah, 
pretty pretty much had had to l- let the other guys go go do their own thing um and 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 uh and I wrote out the trailer uh by by myself and that kind of set me up for what does Otto want to do and uh, and in very much my in my mind Otto wants to be a one man show mm. so I, I i Otto's very independent and wants to be a one man show um the the responsibility of carrying employees was um too much of a weight on there's my of, mind there's a lot of risk there's a lot of risk and i was generally a nice guy i, I it's it's hard for me to be at that age it's hard for me to be responsible for someone else's livelihood which is what you are when you're a boss right right you 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 are uh responsible for someone else's livelihood and so Otto wants to be a one-man show as much as possible um and so um that's when that's when the move to omakase came where 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 I had this tra- entrepreneurial experience with the sushi trailer, just making rolls and bowls, but now I know what I want to do, and I also I believe in the strong possibility of of being successful at what I was going to do. What and wh- I, what came what like motivated or inspired that belief of success? Um, after coming from yeah, the low, you know, like right, what, right. Where did that come so, from? So 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 basically, um, I. We at the trailer we weren't making enough money to carry you know me and two other people, but I made enough to carry me and a cashier, mm. and so I so so for the second year I ran with just me and a cashier and 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 was able to make decent money. Yeah, and uh, and with that trailer, um, did you get because it's a little different when you're in a restaurant than when you're in a trailer or food truck is you have almost that pass off the handoff, the intimacy between you and the consumer. Uh-huh. Right. So yeah. d- was that like a, an, like a birth, the birth of like, you know, the, the seed that planted for Ooh, omakase? Um, uh, not necessarily. I'll be honest. Uh, okay. not necessarily. Um, I, I, I know for, for the general viewer, it seems like a big switch. From trailer to omakase, it seems like totally different, right? But in my in my eyes, it was quite natural. As in, I'm running a one man show. How do I m- maximize based on being a one man show? Mm-hmm. And my maximize and and the logical step is, um, you you do a tasting menu, you you charge a higher price, bringing in higher ingredients. Because you can only feed so many people at a time, yeah. And so it, 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 so just being in the trailer, being running it with just me and a cashier, um, that's kind of the starting point where it correlates to the omakase that I did at the time in Austin. Because the omakase I did at Austin, it, 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 it's, it was a two-person show. It was me and my assistant, mm. and and that, uh, and that was it. And so, um, so being at the trailer, what instilled with me to me is that I want to be as much of a one man show as possible. Okay. So I need, I need myself and I need, I need a helper. Yeah. And that's it. 
And so I moved to, um, uh, eventually I was able to open up a uh, restaurant in Austin. Um, took a lot of money and a lot of pain and uh, a lot of time. And, uh, and eventually I moved to an omakase restaurant in Austin. And so that, that's how I had this mindset of being a one-man show, being a one-man show and a, plus an assistant. And so, yeah, I ran my uh, Austin restaurant with just me and my assistant. And even during lunchtime, there was a lunchtime side where people would order rolls and bowls during lunch. Oh, so you still had, okay. So I still had okay. both. Yeah. And it would be run with me and, an, and a cashier. Oh, wow. So during lunchtime, I'm knocking out rolls and bowls with me and my assistant. And at dinner time, I'm knocking out omakase sushi <laughs> with me and my assistant. So I was working very hard. I, I was working very, very hard. You were hustling. Um, uh, I saw a couple pictures of uh, Uber Eats. Ah, uh, yeah. So you did, did some of that. I too. did some of the Uber Eats too. <laughs> I did some of the Uber Eats too. Um, so yeah. Um, is that ever gonna come back at all? Uh, no, <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> Can't may, do, may, may, some sushi. May, may, maybe one day, one day when I'm 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 ready to be in a very more high volume role. But okay. uh, at the moment, my focus is still um, building what I got in Chicago. And so, why did you decide to to do that lunch part? Um, just because uh, it, it was also um, beginning the business where you're looking for another avenue of revenue. Yeah. And you don't know how how uh, successful yeah. the omakase is going to be. Okay. Fortunately, the omakase was always successful. How, how from many day other one. omakase places were there at the time? There was just me and Otoko. So there was just oh, two. Okay, two. Two, okay. two in, 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 in all. Right. All of Texas. So, yeah, you don't know how well it's going to be. You don't know how well it's going to be. I I really strongly felt that Texas was ready for it, though. I mean, the Jiro Dreams of Sushi documentary kind of just changed everything. <laughs> people people knew about it now or oh. knew enough about it that I knew there would be a clientele that was hungering for something okay. like that. It's just whether or not you have the talent to do it. Pe- pe- okay. there's an, there's an, there, there, there is a misunderstanding between uh demand when something isn't there and people always think something isn't there because they don't have the clientele for it um but sometimes it's because that the talent level isn't there or or they could be other reasons um and generally in omakase sushi i'd say that there is a lot of demand for omakase okay um now people are used to it it's 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 a trending thing, wow. and really, if there's anything lacking, it's it's um, a, a, a level of sushi chef that would stamp their name on 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 it and say, um, and 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 do it yeah. really, and do it, and, and be comfortable charging a high price for it, because mm-hmm. so, that's what you do have to do to to run this type of business. Are are, are you the talent level to you know, charge a high price for a tasting menu and if you believe in it. And um, there's still, I think, a lot of parts uh, in the U.S. that are ripe for 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 successful omakase restaurants. Okay. So, yeah. How long were you in Austin for and then before you made the switch over? So, um, so I kn- knew after the first year in Austin, Texas, after the restaurant – I knew I was going to go. I, you know, I, I, I'm, 
I'm still a young guy, <laughs> and I'm I'm still um uh you know reading the press and all that stuff and and heck um I'll be honest I want Michelin stars. Okay. I want to be in a Michelin star city, be a Michelin star chef, um and do big time things in a big time city. Yeah. That's what I want to do. Um and I knew that after the first year that, um that Austin had a ceiling that I couldn't break through. I could only charge so much in Austin. I can only do so much in Austin um, that I I wanted to be in a big-time city Wait, that had... You, what do you mean by that? Like, there's, like, not enough eyes on Austin? Not enough... There's a lot of eyes on Austin, but if, you, if you're if you living there, things, things are not what the perception is. Okay. So Austin is... It's... 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 In Texas right now, there's probably two, ta- including my own restaurant that's still running back in Austin, Texas. I, to my knowledge, there's only three tasting menu only okay. restaurants yeah. in all of Texas. Okay, that's not good. <laughs> that's not good. Um, uh, uh, so, uh, so that that kind of explains everything. Okay. So people aren't used to paying high price money for high price dining experience in mm-hmm. Texas. So yeah, it's it's a great foodie town. Yeah. Um but it, it it's just different where um it's barbecue. Yeah. Uh, it's a it's a barbecue destination. Um the casual food is great. Tacos are amazing. Right. The burgers are really really fantastic in Texas. Um but as far as you know high end dining um it it's it, it has a ceiling okay it has a ceiling okay that i want to break through okay and um, s- yeah and so were there a few locations you were scouting uh honestly chicago was the obvious one have you been to chicago before then uh, i did i have visited chicago in the summertime <laughs> and i have always loved chicago i've always loved chicago and it was the obvious place where uh, you you couldn't make up a better scenario than Chicago. You're talking about a tier one city with a lot of tasting menus, you know, Mich- Michelin rated city, um, and with 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 no omakase options at the time, and you know, um, and. I, I want to be big time. New York, the competition was was too strong in New York. Couldn't mm-hmm. be in New York. But the two places I want to be was the two obvious places. I could be anywhere. I knew I could be anywhere except for New York. <laughs> I knew I could be I, I was good enough to be anywhere except for New York. And it was it was obviously Chicago or San Francisco. Oh, cool. And um, I, di- I did probably like one hour's worth of research on San Francisco and pretty much said no right away. Um, the same restaurant I have now would have cost five times more oh, in San Francisco. Yeah. It would have cost a whole lot of money okay. in San Francisco. And not even that. I could actually, at the time, we were doing really, really well. And I knew I could eventually build my way to go anywhere. It was a time factor. Mm. Chefs are always impatient. Um, almost we're, we're almost in this business because we're impatient. Um, th- there's an immediate gratification that comes with food, which makes it alluring. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, so, um, 
And so uh, it would have taken me a long time to open up in the West Coast. Sure. And I visited Chicago with the realtor, and he pointed to me at a spot. He's like, hey, Otto, if you took that spot, you'd be open in two months. And I was like, sold. <laughs> it was sold. That was it. So that, that, that I was like, like this is happening because I, I came up here um, thinking I would open up a restaurant like in a year or so. But, but you were ready, like you were like, like like. But but then when when I saw how affordable it was to be here oh. and how quickly I could open up, that's the main factor. How quick can I open up? Because right. because if I can't open up soon, I'm bleeding money the whole time. I'm bleeding bleeding money the whole time. So I can't afford that. Mm. So actually, like I could actually afford to be anywhere, but I couldn't afford politics. Mm. I couldn't afford to be bled out by waiting. Yeah, um, by the wedding, back and forth, and I experienced that a lot in Austin. Okay, I experienced that a lot. I didn't want to go through that again. Um, So when I said, so yeah, Chicago, just just an opportunity in every way. Uh, I signed a lease and and got open in six months. The spot that you're at right now, the spot that I'm with, I signed a lease, got open in six months. Where else in the country are you going to be able to open up in a tier one city? Be open in six months. Like that's unheard of. Did you have certain criteria that you're looking for though? Um, as far as spot, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So so um, so basically, what I'm looking for is an office space that can be turned (laughs) into a restaurant. Because you go to Tokyo, and where are these omakase places? They're they're on like you know, they're they're in an office building, like on the third floor of some office building. Interesting. So, um, but in in America, they got this thing called zoning. <laughs> it makes things more difficult. <laughs> so you add in the zoning restrictions and looking basically looking for an office space that you can turn into a to a restaurant where it's still zoned for alcohol and all that stuff. It narrows down the selection a lot. Okay. And um, Which probably makes your choice easier. Makes you know? it makes it easier. Yeah. And uh, this spot, uh, yeah, it was in the most Austin-y, Logan Square, the most Austin-y part of town, <laughs> and it just felt right. And in other words, hipster. <laughs> yeah, it's it it's the restaurants <laughs> around Logan Square are pretty hipster, and and um, you know, uh, being you know, being I wasn't the first, but. It, at the time, I was expecting to be the first omakase restaurant in Chicago, uh, you know, a relatively new hipster concept. And so it just made sense for me to be there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is it intentional to have like a minimalistic kind of design to the space? Uh, yes, but to, for, yeah. for for many reasons. Um, the the minimalist, minimalist aspect is very Japanese yeah um but also it's minimalist because because I only care about the food right well it, it makes it easier <laughs> to focus on the food it, it, it does make it easier for the on the focus for food, but it, it was a limitation actually it's more of a limit my limitation where I am a one-mind show I I am there's no investors here mm. this is not a big restaurant group project Mm -hmm. it's it's i only have x amount of budget um my priority is to just get open just get the food out and 
let's not the let let's not make the place look awful. <laughs> Just gotta not look awful, and that's my priority. Hilariously or enough, um, eventually you know I'll, I'll be. So we are in the midst of uh, redesigning uh, the restaurant. Um, I do want it to be a sexy place. Oh, nice. Now uh, Chicago has been so supportive of me and given me so much. It's time to you know upgrade the restaurant. Oh, um, okay, it's cool. it's time to do do other things and and make this place better. But yeah, at the time it's minimalist because Otto only cares about the food and 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 getting the food out. <laughs> Which actions speak louder than you know than the design anyway. So like yeah, it, obviously like your your game has spoken. Yeah, and people keep coming back. Yeah, it has. Um, to add to the to build to the ambiance of the space um what are your what do you what are your thoughts on not allowing people to bring their phones in um is that distracting because uh, because I, you want people to take it as you drop drop the fish right um i i don't find ooh right but like so, on, on the other hand you benefit from like you know word of mouth and social media and right um, I can say it depends on what type of restaurant you want to be. Um, uh, Kyoten is not a stern place. Um, it, it's 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 um, it, it's it's very casual environment, and so uh, and and in a casual environment, you expect to have your phones and being able to take pictures, and it's also spaced out very well. Mm. Um, uh, so that people can have their own conversations if they want to. Mm. So um, I, I I don't f- I don't find the phones um, uh, intrusive, and I don't think other guests find them intrusive either. I mean, unless you have like this huge camera. Um, I I did have like a couple once with this huge camera, and what I did is I I just sat them at the end of the sushi bar so that so that they wouldn't be intrusive intrusive oh, to other guests. Okay, okay. And that's it. But otherwise, I'm quite casual with with the space. Um, uh, going to that level, uh, it's really uh, um, uh, it, it's that that level of sternness will have a hard time in America. Yeah, <laughs> much I think less so. Chicago. Um, and, and I'm not ready to be that type of place. Okay. I'm not ready to be that type of place, and I'm not sure if Chicago wants that type of place anyway. Cool. It's cool that you're you're that close to the, like ears on the ground kind of thing. Like yeah, your your fingers on the pulse. Yeah. Um. Uh. Yeah, you do kind of want to know what your clientele uh, wants, and 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 that's kind of the uh, art of balancing what you want and what the clientele wants. Mm-hmm. Um. I want to put out my best, and um. But uh, sometimes the clientele doesn't want my best in that way, Mm. right? Um, So, uh, so there there comes uh, there comes you have to bridge the gap. Yeah, yeah, bridge the gap. Yeah. Yeah. Um, With the day to day, um, I was fascinated with your relationship with your fish guy. (laughs) <laughs> how, yeah. How did that come out to be? So, um, this is the I I didn't have a personal relationship with with like, like nah, there, there's always kind of convolutedness when when like like when you're first guy, starting, yeah. you don't have a guy, right? So I, who I, are you? I I have a guy, but his job is just to get what I ask for, right? 
right? In Chicago, it's very different. It's very different because I work on his pace. He doesn't work on my pace. So, so back in Austin, Texas, how it normally works in a normal sushi restaurant is that you want X, Y, and Z, and the fish broker's job is to go fetch you X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. But the guy that I'm working with now in Chicago, he resides, um, uh, he resides in uh, Fukuoka, and I have to go on his pace. If I ask for X, Y, and Z, I'm going to end up with nothing. But if I say... Uh, I want X, Y, and Z, but what's most important is the quality. Just send me quality stuff, and then and then that's that's when a good relationship can be built. Flexibility, he's, yeah, some flexibility on my end, because he only wants to give me the best. Right. He only wants to give me the best, and I very much respect his work. Yeah. And um and and it it's uh it's really taken my restaurant to the next level. I I honestly um. You know, when I, I was working at Masa, I was feeling like, man, there there's some fish at this quality where I'll, I'll never be able to touch again. Interesting. And now now I, I, I get to. Um, uh, th- there'll be, you know, not, not everything <laughs> that I'll be able to get will be, not all my fish are like, it, it's complex because Masa gets things that I won't be able to get. Sure. Some varietals of fish that I won't be. But in general, like, as far as sheer quality of what I can get, it's amazing, and so um, yeah, I, I uh, it's the point where I don't feel, um, I don't feel any limit on that end of the quality of the fish end. And so, does is that part of the reason why omakase is so expensive? Is does that allow you to not set a limit to the like the budget for the fish? Yeah. Uh, yes, okay. it does. All right, it does. That makes sense. Um, I, I'll, this is this is a place where, um, right now I can say, um, right now I can say, we made a lot of money when we first opened. Past six months though, we've been flatlined. Yeah, cause cause I'm in the restaurant all day. What what makes me happy is is using incredible ingredients. Right. I never look at the price point of the, these ingredients. Right. I never do. Um, uh, uh, it, it's always just bring, bring me what's best. I'm stuck in the restaurant all day. Yeah. I'm only gonna. I'm, the only thing that makes me happy is using these incredible, incredible ingredients that I get to. And so you know, you know this is not a place where uh, you know food cost is thirty percent and this cost is X percent. Like right now, it's food cost is probably food fifty percent right now. Um, wow. it, 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 that's unheard of. That's really yeah. That that's very much unheard of. That, that's very Tokyo. Wow. Um, th- this business model, it's one of the very few restaurants in America that actually runs like a place like to- like like a place in Tokyo. Okay. Where the chef is the boss. Chef is the boss. He's the only owner of the shop, and the food costs are really really high. Wow. Like, I know when you're stepping into some of these high-end places, um, you're going to have a high bill, but people keep coming back because they know these food costs, like, they're 50%. Could be more. Like, they're, 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 it's not these, this 30%, this, and then we mark up the wine four or five times to, to, to keep the business afloat and, and have, like, you know, you know one-to-one diner-staff ratio. Uh, it, it uh, that's very, that's, 
I don't think that's what high end. Well, that's not what I do. Yeah, that's not what I do. Um, all, all, all my, you know, whether the customer sees it or not, I hope they do. Right. I hope they do. I hope right. they realize that you know can tell the difference. But at the end of the day, uh, what what matters more to me is is first and foremost is knowing that you're is, giving out a good good product. Yeah, yeah. It, it, what makes me comfortable is um, first and foremost, you know, is is my uh, food at a certain level that makes me happy. Yeah. Um, well, I think yeah. I think even if um, the guest doesn't know like the level of quality that they're getting, I think you as the conductor of the show do a really good job at explaining <laughs> what they're actually getting. Good. <laughs> And and that that's that's the val- that's the that's an important part too. Because right. yeah, um, most of my clientele they're not gonna know, and that's okay. Right. That's okay if you just explain, and just make sure it's worth it. Make sure it's good, then they'll be happy. Yeah. Yeah. And so, where did you develop your showmanship skills? Because that's part of it. Right? It is part of it. I didn't have them when I first started. <laughs> I did not have them at all when I first started because. Uh, that's not something that you learn. Um, you, you just have to develop it on your own. Yeah. Because kitchens are set up where um, you're supposed to be humble. There's a totem pole. There's a totem pole. Yeah. And I purposely put myself on the bottom of the totem pole every time on purpose because you learn more at the uh, bottom of the totem pole. And... Um, your level of commitment is low too. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> that's the X. That's the X factor. Your level of commitment. So when so when I see an opportunity to go to that restaurant, work for that you know Michelin star chef, I'm taking it. <laughs> You're learning on someone else's dime. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I'm learning on someone else's dime. So uh, so I actually purposely only worked in the bottom of the totem pole. As in, I've actually never been a sous chef. I've oh, never been a sous chef. I've never wild. been in. I've never been a chef de cuisine. It's so unconventional. Um, it's very unconventional. It's very entrepreneurial too, right? <laughs> it, it was like, no, I'm going to stick to the bottom. I'm going to learn what I can because all I want to do is learn. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, it's it's going from the bottom of the totem pole to the, to the top to the very to top. the top. And so, uh, so. But um, were, were you studying these like showmanship skills when you were at the bottom? You know, uh, like, no, I wasn't. Right. I, I I was just so squarely focused on the food. So is this? Was it a learn as you go type skill? It was a very much a learn as you go type skill, um, and and you, you notice that uh, when I first started, uh, I'll be honest, um, people weren't really walking out as happy as they could be. Okay. Because um, I was very much focused on well, my food should speak for itself. I shouldn't oh. have to talk to these guys, oh. right? Because I'm not used to. Um, because uh, because I'm not used to being in that uh, environment. Sure, sure. Because 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 um, even when you're making sushi in front of someone, like there's usually a sushi case, and you can choose to engage in the customer or not. There there there's a barrier, but then and but then in an omakase Take setting, it away. They, it's all taken away. Customers are sat really really <laughs> close to you, uncomfortably close to you, where where you have to find some things to say. Yeah, you, you have to have yeah, a, yeah. You, you have to be uh, personable, and you have to uh, uh, have have a conversation, and really 
read people, right? Read people and understand what they're looking for or what makes them happy. Mm. Um, some people they just want they want to have good food, of course, but they're mostly here because it's Valentine's Day. They just mm. want they they just want to sit back and talk with their partner. So if they want to sit back and talk with their partner, I'll leave them alone. But if they want to know more about the fish, I should be able to explain that too. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot about reading people. And um, and chefs aren't set up to learn that either because as the bottom of the totem pole, you're supposed to be humble. You're not supposed to talk. Not really ask questions. You're not yeah. supposed to ask questions. <laughs> um, and, and so when you're suddenly thrust to the top and it's like, what, people... People want to talk to me. It's like I I I just been in this restaurant for like a gabillion hours trying to give you the best meal that I can, and you want me to talk to you too. But no, that's normal. I mean, yeah. that that is normal for, from the guest side perspective. So so it it, it took some uh, years of of understanding that and developing that skill as well and now that i have those skills it it becomes a very it's both really enjoyable for me and the customer it it really is um it's how you develop relationships and um and this business is like as, as it grows my business it's 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 not like um i'm not in the food business i'm in the relationship business oh yeah i'm not in the food business because, cause, you know, as long as I have to be there to run my restaurant, I'm in the relationship business. Yeah. So, um, so uh, yeah. Um, so that's how I view it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, even here, like, at the end of the day, do customers pay for my food? No, they don't. They pay for me. Mm. So, so, so I, I've been able to really... On, you know, in an entrepreneurial sense, carve out something special for myself where, where it's, yeah. it's not a people don't people pay me for my time. That's they don't pay me for my food. And so the one session usually lasts about three hours, uh, two hours, two, two hours. Yeah. But yeah. And it's it's the experience. It truly is. Yeah. It's you're not. Yeah. It's 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 part performance. It's part food. And the food is just like top-notch high quality food it's just Mm. it's it's everything yeah um and so can you talk about you you talked a little bit about the how rare or how no other shop uses like the long grain rice or like the special Uh, rice vinegar yeah you know it's it's i'm very much a craftsman first right like i'm very much about learning first that's how i got here i got here on a very natural way i never said i wanted to open up a restaurant like it's just it's it's just it's just i had to open up a restaurant to keep my pursuit of learning going oh uh, okay okay so 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 learning was always priority no it's still priority number 1 okay um uh, i yeah if if it's like if i can't learn if i make a move where i can't learn from it it's like it's it, 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 right. it doesn't ha- it has no interest to me. Can you can you explain what's so special about the rice that you use as well as the uh, rice vinegar? As far as the ingredients, so um so like I said, it's all about learning and finding what's the best of the best. Yeah. And and getting to a stasis where I only feel normal if I'm using these incredible ingredients. Wow. I only feel good. Wow, okay. I only okay. feel good about myself. If I'm using these ingredients, and so this, I, I'm using this this special 
uh, it's not a long grain of rice. It's just a oh, very sorry, large yeah. grain. Okay, okay. This is a very, very large grain of rice, and just it just fits my personal taste. Okay. Um, uh, there's uh, there's actually only two sushi restaurants in the world that use this grain. Is it because it's rare? No, it's just, just it, it's it's very very expensive. Oh, okay. it's 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 ridiculously expensive. <laughs> um, uh, but I just like it. Um, so and there's only two two sushi restaurants in the world that use it. Um, one of them has three Michelin stars. Hey. Uh, the 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 other one has zero. <laughs> Soon. So, so 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 um. But but I I just love the grain of rice. Um. Uh. And and I use it. And I love this the vinegar that I use. Yeah. And so I use it. And 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 these are really high end stuff. Yeah. That that isn't normally available to in Chicago. I have to special order these things. Um. Uh, I, I have to say, uh, like, sushi in general in Chicago is not as good as Texas. Um, uh, hopefully no one hates me for saying that too much. But, uh, for example, a Nobu level, a Nobu grade, where, 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 where Nobu grade restaurant is actually quite normal in Texas, like in terms of the quality of the ingredients. Okay. Uh, a and, no, and Nobu quality level ingredients is very normal in Texas. Can you pick out a, a restaurant of same caliber in Chicago for those that so, are so, listening? Yeah. You know. So yeah, so 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 if you're unfamiliar with Nobu, like say a Mamataro level. Okay. I I'd say Nobu, Mamataro, they're on that same price tier. Um, they're on that same tier of quality of ingredients, and and for Chicago, Mamataro is very. It it, it it it's hard to find a place as good as Mamataro yeah. in 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 Chicago, for example. Um, and so, so in general, uh, uh, it, it's not as good as in Texas. That means the ingredients, a lot of the ingredients are foreign to the Chicago market. Mm. So rice is f like the, well, the rice is complete, you know, off the charts, crazy, but like things like even basic things like vinegar are not widely used in the Chicago market. It is in like higher end places in New York, for yeah. example, but not in Chicago. Um, you know, even something as simple as as like aji, horse mackerel, for me is the very, very normal fish. But in, in Chicago, I got to go through some special vendors just to get something really, really basic that, that, that I deem very, very basic. So yeah, I, I'm I'm carrying a lot of incredible ingredients that that yeah. Chicago and the U.S. hasn't ha, ha, haven't seen before. And it's not just and, that, and, it's, and it makes it's me the... feel it makes me feel good about my work when I use these ingredients. Yeah, it's the drink selection too. You put a lot of time and effort into. into uh, we yeah, we're very selective. We don't. Um, so uh, we we have a. Um, you know, part of owning my own business is what do I like and what do I not like? What right. sounds stupid to me? Um, you know, I, I know it's, it's a generally accepted way, but I mean, bottle of wine, four times markup, all a guy needed to do was open open up a bottle and you want to charge me four times and you want to tax and tip on top of that too? I mean, I, 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 I can't do that. <laughs> I, I could be a millionaire and still not do that <laughs> in a restaurant. And 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 all he, and all he had to do was, and all, all all the wine guy had to do was open a bottle, and he didn't open up even a really really good bottle, <laughs> like that's that's just preposterous to me. 
And so, um, so the the drinks, the drink menu is thought of the same way as the food menu. As in the food menu, I'm bringing my best, and I serve my best. Right. And even if the customer doesn't like it, I can say, you know, I I, I did what I could that day. Mm-hmm. And 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 the same thing with the drink menu. Um, I pick. Um, certainly, you know, you have to have regards to some price, but I but there's a million different wines out there. Just pick the best and serve the best mm. and call it a day. You, you don't need to, you know, find that rare wine pairing. You don't need to find that. I, I'm not going to waste my time finding that super rare producer or be overly cute with the beverage menu. I'm going to serve the best and call it a day. Yeah. So that so I have the Makes same it easy pho- to pick. yeah so I have the same philosophy with the with the drink menu too okay as the food menu and and name name a restaurant there's not a lot, a lot of places where there's not a lot of wine guys that just pick the best and serve the best the way that chefs pick the best and serve the best right. which which I don't like that dichotomy um, I I think you know I, here it's a very curated experience throughout just pick the best and serve the best call it a day why 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 are you overpaying for for some wine guy that wants to be cute with your menu you know so 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 uh so that's that's my feeling on it (laughs) um (laughs) a lot of psalms are hating me right now probably but that's that's yeah (laughs) uh well thanks for i mean making the 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 decision easier on the consumer you know like it's just you i trust we trust your you know your judgment so yeah very much so um so when you are establishing yourself in Chicago, who was running the show in Austin? Okay, so Austin's a, a, an interesting experience. Um, uh, uh, so I have a protege running the Austin location, and she's doing great. Um, Sarah Cook, um, she ate at my restaurant once, and that's how we kind of connected. She was she was a chef herself. Oh, okay, okay. She was a she she was um, a sous chef at a place called Sway, and um, and she was gonna run. I wanted her to run in the restaurant after one encounter. Uh, not one encounter. Oh. After a couple of interviews and oh. and just getting to know her. Um, there's a reason why I'm here. I'm at I, I, I'm at my stage, and a lot of su- other sushi chefs aren't, and it has nothing to do with skill. My skill level is actually quite average. <laughs> like it, it, re- it really is. Like 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 uh, you know I I I, th- I have th- there's nothing special with my hands. Okay. The only thing special is that I know how to think. Um, I th- I know how to think very hard, and uh, and uh, sushi chefs. I'm going. Uh, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get in a lot of trouble. But we, we, you know, that this is supposed to be an honest interview. Let's be honest. Why was she the pick? Why was she? Why was she the pick? She, you know, she's a sous chef of a kitchen. She's a kitchen chef. Right. And kitchen chefs and and sous chefs, they they don't think alike. There's always um, like a, a barrier um, almost between. You go to Mama Taro, I, I can tell you, there's a barrier between sushi chefs and kitchen chefs. Really? Like, the, there's always some sort of the animosity. Oh, oh. The, not, not, there's always a little bit of animosity oh. at the very least between the two because they don't think alike. Um, uh, I, I'd say I, I didn't want, uh, I didn't, 
basically, I didn't want a sushi bro running uh, my restaurant back mm. in Austin, Texas. And and, and what, what 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 do I mean by a sushi bro? Thing is, um, uh, th- th- there's one pr- sushi chefs are graded on their technical skill level. If I'm running a sushi restaurant, I need a guy that can cut fish, knock out a you know sushi roll in one minute. I need those technical skills. Yeah, and so uh, so sushi chefs are very technically skilled and they're 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 paid well for their technical skill and unfortunately that that messes up their mindset too as in as in what you are as a robot Mm. you're a very skilled robot yeah you know to be a robot you have to be very skilled right but this is a position that demands a lot more yeah it demands you to think a lot and sushi chefs they're not very good thinkers because they are paid based on their technical proficiency with a knife. And so they're not paid to think the way that kitchen chefs are paid to think. Like, like, like think of think. Um, so so I'm, I'm looking for a good balance between the two. Okay. Um, but the thinking part comes first. Oh, yeah. The thinking part comes first, especially in this position. The thinking part comes first. The technical proficiencies, we, we can get them later. Right. Um, yeah, you yeah. can teach that later. Okay. You, we okay. can get them later. And so, um, and, and part of the, uh, you know, the, 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 I'll delve into difficult topics, but I mean, there's a reason why it's hard for women to be sushi chefs. As in, as in it, 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 it's, A, it's part of this, you are rewarded based on your technical proficiency, but there, there's also a very bro culture when it comes to the sushi bar mm. there is and and what, what it you know what, what does that mean it, it, it's it's very simple it's very do you um do you value fraternization over what is good mm. and I, I i would argue that in a lot of instances um uh sushi bars have a very this fraternal culture where they value fraternity, or based on, but, and sometimes you do, because 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 you have to be a group, right, to operate. Yeah. But do you value that over what what is good? And here, um, for for Kyoten, Kyoten is all about what is good first. That's why I'm very almost like fiercely independent. Mm. I'm always what is what is good. It, it, I'm always what is good over fraternization, over culture, over everything. It's always about what is good first, and so um, and so that's how I, I said about picking uh, uh, my wanted in a protege, and she fit the bill. She is very intelligent, a thinker first. Mm. Um, she, uh, yeah, and and I I I, I want to move away from. Like the sushi bro culture, where I'll be honest, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of sushi chefs that think they're making great food that they're making really, really trash food. Mm. But they think they're making good food because they have this culture oh. around them, and 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 to be honest, they they get to see satisfied faces when you're at the sushi bar, and so what it gives you a feeling of that you're doing something good. Right. But let let let's. 
let's try to think objectively, peek behind the curtain, and, you know, is this food really good? And I, I would say no. I would say no. But that, that, that's me because I'm very independent and I'm always very, what is good first? Mm. And then, and then, and then, after, and that's kind of, it, it's, it, it, it is sometimes due to my, and there's a bad part too where Kyoten sometimes uh, doesn't have much of a culture outside of what Otto thinks, <laughs> right? Um, uh, the way that other places do. So there, there's, there's some pros and cons with everything. Um, but uh, that's, that's, yeah, so that's Sarah. Okay. So that, that's how I picked one. I picked a thinker first. I, I, I like picked that. I picked a, uh, someone that could run the business first, that cared about customers, yeah. that I knew would be able to run the business first. And um, I knew she'd be able to do it. And now she's just, she, she's, she's, uh, she's building. I, I had a kind of a cult following in Austin, Texas. And she's building an even more cult following oh, for herself. For so, her. so she's, she's amazing. Like people, people love her more than they ever did for me in Austin. How, that's, that's awesome. How was the training process when, when she, yeah. Like, so I, 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 you know, I, I, uh, I knew, I knew that if someone had my basics, they would be okay. Oh, okay. It was mostly could they run the business. Okay. So she could run the business. I shipped her to Chicago to train with me for just for three three months. Oh, G- wow. gave, gave her a huge crash course, and then and then I said, you know, if you get these basics right, you'll be okay. You'll be good, actually. No, no. no. If you get these basics right, you'll still be Are... the ba- here, here here. So <laughs> if you get these basics right, you'll still be making the best sushi in Austin, Texas. That's how I feel. Oh, so, 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 all these things that you can't do right now, I, I don't care because you get these one, two, and three right. If if you have my rice and you have the fish, you'll still be making the best sushi in and, Austin, Texas. So I don't care. You said the sushi scene is great in Austin. Yeah, and, well, and it's funny because that it's so great, but it takes your your basic skills to be great that just like so that means what are you like you're doing like i i (laughs) I, i'm always very uh i i you're next level i i'm next you you know what it's funny because i was thinking about this the other day it's like does elon musk walk around thinking that he's that fucking special (laughs) and the answer is no right like does 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 does, does, do, do these guys walk around Thinking that they're that, am I allowed to curse on yeah. here? Okay. Uh, so do, 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 do these people walk around thinking like they're they're special? And actually, no, they don't. They're special because they don't think they're special, and they're always critical of other people. And they're like, you know, the, like I mean, oh God, what's the Apple guy? To, Steve Jobs. Steve. I mean, does Steve Jobs? I mean, did did he walk around thinking he was that special, or 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 did he more likely think? Gosh, why can't these people think the way I think, or why can't these people do what I do? It's just, just always very hard on themselves and hard on other people. Mm-hmm. And I'm I'm the same way. I'm the same way. Where like I don't think I don't walk around thinking I'm that special. But there's a point where you you do have to take a realistic picture right. and say, Hey, wh- where am I? Where is everyone else? Mm. so 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 when i take a realistic picture that's that's how i feel that's like that i i i 
I, I feel that, you know, I'm, I'm going to take this woman. Got no sushi experience, but, I'm gonna, but I know she can run the business. She has the heart and the intelligence to run the business. And if I teach her these just some basics, just to get, get her off the ground, she's going to be more than okay. She's going to still be making the best sushi in Austin, Texas. Wow. And, and, and I, and, um, you know, so for, 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 and, and there'll, there'll be some people saying, you know, this guy's cocky and, and whatnot. I can tell you the, the, the difference between, um, it, it, it's all about, does the money tell the story? So, so it's not, I, I always say the money tells the story. Otto went all in on himself without any investors, all in on himself in an industry that has a huge, huge failure rate. And he did that three times in his life. There's not going to be a fourth time because I'm too old now. <laughs> you can only do it when you're so young and you can only lose so much um, when, when you're so young. There won't be a fourth time. But Otto Fan went all in on himself three times knowing that he would come out better three times. All in on wow. himself. Yeah, Otto went negative. Huge, like as negative as you can possibly borrow. Mac, I, I couldn't even borrow money from the bank. I just had to get credit cards and max them out. They wouldn't even let me lo- borrow money from the bank. And I, I actually, I have a great credit rating too. Oh my god! I, I'm very officially responsible. I, I have a great credit rating, and they still wouldn't let me borrow did a you, cent. Did you ever seek out um, partners? No, because I you I, really wanted to be independent. I wanted to be an independent. I I I I have this always thought process of just relying on me, and plus, I'll be honest, I knew I was good enough that uh-huh. that um, I wanted to control the pie as much as possible. Mm. I knew I was good enough, and I knew I was going to make it. And um, and then if you know you're going to make it, why share the wealth? So um, so. Uh, yeah, Otto talks a big game, but he puts his money where his mouth is too. So, so that's that's you. You, you don't want to bet against anyone. You, you, you know, if someone talks a big game, yeah, you, they can be full of full of it. Right. But right. I, I don't bet against on anyone that puts money on themselves ever. Nice. Okay. So that that that's the money always tells a story. Um, with the team dynamics within Kyoten, um, it was all a very seamless experience. Um, when you were done with, you know, prepping the fish for one phase, Jose would come out of nowhere and like be <laughs> scooping it out and like bring you the next tray. And, and Justin was great with serving the drinks and keeping us, you know, up to date on what drinks we're getting. And yeah. it was all very seamless. How much of that, like of that teaching was that from you or, you know, um, it's, it, it becomes natural. Um, certainly there was some teaching from me. But I'll be honest; these guys pick it up themselves. So, so I'm very fortunate. Um, uh, and but that's actually as wonderful as it is. I can say that that should be a natural thing. Ooh. I, I, as in, you know, you get the. I, I'm 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 around these guys, you know, all day. It, 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 you know, within six months' time, if 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 it doesn't feel seamless, then something's wrong. <laughs> something's wrong with you. <laughs> Um, have you ever had to let someone go? Uh, I, I have. <laughs> I haven't hired many people, but I've had to hire. Have, I've had to let uh, um, someone uh, people go. Um, I've had to let. Yeah, I've had to let. They're people just not go. cutting it. Just because, actually, um, 
just because I, I didn't feel that uh, they they were a good person. We, we didn't have uh, the same goals in mind. Gotcha. And, and actually, I'm quite a forgiving boss because I honestly, I put a lot on myself. Yeah. Uh, I put a lot on myself. So it's kind of like drink guy at the end of the day has got to just pour beverage and 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 not and and make my day good <laughs> right basically yeah that that's 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 all i ask from a drink guy i mean um so uh so um it, it yeah uh well justin was great yeah, Justin's great. Um, Jose's great. They, 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 they just. Uh, I think. Um, I think one of the things is that they, they see me continually getting better. They see me continually getting better. It's like, whoa, you know, I, I'm, I'm working in this incredible sushi place, but Otto's still like relentlessly getting better, finding a way to get better all the time. And then when you see that, I think that feeds off of the other team too, where, where man, chef's getting better. Like, like his food is getting better. Like he never yeah. just rests on his laurels. And so we got to get better too. And I think that feeds off to Justin Jose nice. and, 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 and they, they, they're constantly looking for ways to improve and, um, and things like that. So I think that feeds off the whole team and, and we, we synergize well. They've been with me for over six months and, and we have a really, really good thing going. Okay. With, um, with each omakase session, Although you are the maestro or the conductor, mm -hmm. um, and you're essentially there is a power dynamic, like you are in control of what we see, smell, taste, and mm -hmm. eat, and all that. Um, you know, have you ever had guests that kind of are um, not, not maybe surprising or unexpected, or let's say halfway through the omakase, they're like, you know what, I'm full. Um. On rare occasion, I do. It's mostly, uh, uh, <laughs> so people always kind of, it's, it's very human to think up of a nightmare situation, um, but the reality is never that nightmare situation, right? So for example, if someone were halfway through the meal, you know, full halfway through the, their meal, usually there's a reason for that. Like, like as in, the reason is, is they're not really here for the food or for me, they were here because their partner really wanted to come. Oh, okay, okay. You know? um, or, or yeah, something like that. And of course, you know, um, I'm I'm very accommodating. I'll I'll make I'll make their pieces smaller, sometimes micro sized, just to get them <laughs> through the meal. And and I um I, and I can do that without any um w without any uh without any hard feelings because. I know that it doesn't really reflect um, on my performance at all. Yeah, I like and the way. Yeah, yeah. I think that's that's where you get real. Re that's where real confidence comes from. Real confidence comes from knowing you're good, but also understanding you know your customers' needs. And you know, if you gotta make your pieces smaller so that the customers are happy, just do it. I don't. You know, it doesn't say yeah. anything about me. Like honestly, if if. Uh, if 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 a customer wanted to, you know, drown all their all, all their sushi in spicy mayo, I actually wouldn't care. People would assume I'd I'd throw a fit, but I I, I wouldn't care because it doesn't re it doesn't reflect 
anything on me. Yeah, it really doesn't. And I'm I'm very very confident in what I put out that it doesn't you know it doesn't bother me. It really really doesn't. It only bothers me when I have to go out of my way to do it. So uh, that that's the only time time when it it bothers me. If I have to go way way if I've if you're messing up my rhythm and I have to mess up my rhythm because of you, that oh. that's where I draw the line. Okay, okay, okay. So, um, but you know, if if you want to drown your sushi and spicy mayo, yeah. and that makes you happy, I, I don't yeah. care. <laughs> I don't <laughs> care. I really don't. Before we started the old you explained how we should be eating it right after you drop it. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I mean, if I, I just like not even in your shoes, I'm looking at at certain people and like they're not automatically taking it after, and I'm yeah. like, what are you doing? Like why? why? Yeah. <laughs> so <just laughs> that's um uh so so I, I'll observe. Yeah. And yeah. so if 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 usually there's couples of two, and so if they're waiting on their partner, I'll just let them wait for for their partner. It's not big. It's not. Actually, it hurts me, but not not that much. Not 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 that much that I I I won't say anything. But if both both couples had have their sushi and they're just sitting there in front, then then there's been a miscommunication likely. And so I'll just reiterate, you know, generally it's like, yeah, yeah, just eat, eat it right when I, when when I give it to you. I don't I don't want your pieces to get cold. Right. Um, and so. Uh, yeah, uh, I have to say, if anything, actually, it, it does bug me when people don't eat it right away. Because that's a situation where you just had to show up on time to eat here. And I had this carefully timed to give this to you the best way possible. I just went on my way for you to, to do this. And um, and for you to kind of just let it sit on the plate, uh, look at it like, <laughs> like yeah, examine it like it was you know some, some some I don't know weird weird sculpture or something. Uh, it's it's it, that 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 does bug me. Okay. That's that's a common that's the most common uh, occurrence that bugs me. And also, if you notice, when I'm there, everyone is I make it and I put their, put it on their plate right away. I have to walk all the way down there mm-hmm. to put it on your plate, <laughs> and and you don't eat it right away. So 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 that's this is where I actually had to go out of my way. Right, right, right. And and you had to go out of your way too. You had to show up on time for your food. So so that's that's that. So that that hurts me. Interesting. Uh, yeah, that that hurts me. Um, cause I, I had to go out of my way cause I could easily just make all four pieces or everyone's pieces and just put it on a plate and distribute them. And, right. and that would be the easiest thing to do. But no, I went on my way to make it individually for you and put it on the plate for you and, um, and for you to not eat it away or even, yeah, for you to not eat it away, it's kind of a lost moment that, I, that, that, you, that, that, that yeah. you cheated out yourself out of. Right. And so, so the way yeah. you said that. Um, you've probably learned not to take it personally. It's like they're cheating themselves out of that experience. Yeah, you know. Yeah, like you did. You did everything you could. Right. It's out of your hands, and now it's if it's not the most optimal experience for them, that's on them. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, you've been recognized by groups like GQ, The Tribune, Chicago mm-hmm. Magazine, Jean Banchet most <laughs> recently, James Baird. Yeah. Right. So it's been incredible. How and. How does that feel? Uh, 
yeah, it feels good. Um, Are these who you want to be recognized by? Ugh. Okay. So yeah, my mentality has changed since I've been successful. Success will change the way you feel. So yeah, when you're when you're young, you're coming to a new city. Um, you want you say you want to win everything, right? You, you, all these accolades are great. Um, uh, but and um, I also this time around, like I wasn't much of a showman in Austin, mm. especially at the get go. But this time around, I'm a much better showman. I'm a much I'm much better with the press. Mm-hmm. I make sure I have something smart to say, <laughs> always, for better or worse. <laughs> Um, the people that come to my restaurant will love it. The people will that wouldn't have come anyway are 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 going to hate me for it. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, as far as accolades, um, you know, once once you go through it, you realize that it, you know, it it, it it's not like I, I'm really really grateful. But in the back of my mind, you know, uh, you know, I, I I get news that you know I'm, I'm for uh, I'm a James Beard nominee. That's something that's out of the blue. I'm not expecting that one because James Beard doesn't really recognize omakase restaurants mm-hmm. very often, so that one's out of the blue. Um, but y- you know what? It, it it makes me happy. That feeling is very fleeting. That very feeling is very fleeting because at six o'clock that regular is going to come and he's going to be expecting a great meal. So that's who you got to yeah, that's that, okay. that that so so that's who that's 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 the beauty of being in front of the customer. Mm. It's not about the customer seeing the chef. It's actually about the chef seeing the customer oh. and knowing that he's got to bring it every freaking time. I love that. It, it, that 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 like like yeah, I mean there's a whole bunch of t- instances where oh, Auto won just award I don't really care right now because that six o'clock person that like visits all the time is 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 even though he he's not expecting the meal to be better than the last time, I know as a craftsman, as a person that's very dedicated to their work, it has to be better than last time. It has to. Um, if there is one quote that you know, uh, the the Jiro dreams of sushi. If there's one quote that just keeps me driven always is that, you know, he, he says it has to be better than last time. Mm. And, and, and it genuinely does. Like even though, even though when you think about it, the first impression is always the best impression. And the second time, if you have the same thing, it's likely not, it's never as good as your first time, right? Never. Because you, you, you have expectations. You, yeah. it's just human. It's never as good the second time. So think about it. You have to be better on your second time to be just as good as your first time. You do have to be better. And and it's just got to be better, 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 better every time. So so all the accolades, you know, it's great for press. It's great for people. But, you know, you know, what's Otto's mindset about the awards? It's, it's, I don't care. I, 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 no, I, <laughs> it sounds, phys- it, it's wonderful. Yes. But my priority right now be, is, is the guest coming in course, at six o'clock. Of course. It really is because, and people say it, 
like but but for for me since i'm in the relationship business it really is true here it really is true that i i i only care about the customer coming at coming in at six o'clock right now Mm. um and that's the beauty of this chef building a you know a relationship with the chef i that's 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 special i mean yeah, at the end of the day, I'm, I'm in the relationship business, yeah. not the food business. Um, I only, uh, uh, I, I only, at, at the end of the day, I, I, the, what I prioritize most is finding uh, an opportunity to build uh, a relationship mm-hmm. with, with, with the clientele that I have. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We briefly talked about this at the shop. Um, with those that came before you, your mentors, or maybe just people you looked up to, um, people that set the bar for the world of omakase. Yeah. Um, are there, do you ever seek their validation? No, no, that's, that's a, uh, I certainly respect, um, what they've done. Um, certainly respect what they've taught me. Uh, I, 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 and I mostly I respect what 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 they have for the dining public. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, who 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 knows where you know sushi omakase would be without place like Masa? Um, would would I have been able to open my own restaurant if a place like Masa didn't exist, or people didn't even at least know of a place like Masa? And so, um, so I have enormous amount of respect for them. Do I seek validation? Uh, no. Because my, my, my prerogative is always learning first and, um, and pleasing my mentors is, I think, a very dangerous and immature thing. Mm. I think that's, that's, you know, when you have cooks trying to live up to their idols or, you know, these three Michelin star chefs and, and people, I think that's a trap. I think Ooh. I think I think it's a bad trap because you're. That's the beauty of having to look at my customers every night and to understand what my customers want, and um, and let them be the judge, not not yeah. You. Let, okay. let 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 the clientele be the judge, uh. not not your masters, because the clientele is the ones that's paying your bills, Ooh. and and it's easy to say that, you don't feel it, human beings. You know, it, you're just not going to feel it if you're stuck in your kitchen all day. Yeah. Um. They're, 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 you know, they're, yeah. They're, if you're stuck in the kitchen all day, you're going to be cooking for Michelin stars. You're going to be cooking, in, you know, for, for that, you know, for that uh, fantasy moment when when that hot shot chef that you idolize when you're young is going to open, is going to eat at your place and you're going to blow them away. And, and that, that, that's, that, 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 those are childish pipe dreams. Go, go, go out to your dining room, see the people that are, are actually eating at your place and then get, get you know, keep your head in reality. Re- re- reality is beautiful. Yeah. Keep, keep, keep your head in reality. You know, the clientele's paying your bills. And that, that that's that's the the magic of having to face and say goodbye to each customer every night. It keeps me very grounded in reality. It's fleeting. All these moments are are fleeting. Yeah, they're so fleeting, and the human mind is so susceptible um, to influence. Mm. 
uh, and so um, so you, you do have to be engaged with your customer. Yeah. Um, I, I know it's hard for for other restaurants where you know chefs in in the back all day, but um, but you got you got to see your customers. Got to see your customers. Yeah. What can we uh, expect from you coming up within the next come on maybe twenty twenty? Uh, twenty twenty. Uh, Kilton's just going to get better and better. And that's the that's the only progress of I have. Um, I uh, yeah, I, I've only been open a year and a half. That's crazy. And so um, so I'm still just focused on the restaurant, and it's it's really wonderful being. Uh, being in one place and knowing you're going to be in one place for a while, because mm. in the trailer I knew I was going to go to a restaurant, and in the Austin restaurant I knew I was going to go to, you know, another city, and then now this is the first time in my life I'm 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 getting older too, and and, yeah. and that I, I get finally I get to s- I have an opportunity to settle down, yeah, and and I I, I just want to settle down at Kyoto and make this pl- the the, the the best the, like, the, the best place yeah. I, I it can possibly be it can possibly be so yeah um so that's that's my prerogative moving there, forward you don't and if you were to ever expand in the future um i i can't see you like being hands-off like you you always want to like <laughs> be behind the bar and yeah i i for, for now i i definitely see it that way um, and then this is a wonderful opportunity to, for me because, because, like for example, the Austin restaurant, I knew I was gonna leave, and I, I, I wasn't putting money back into the Austin restaurant. I wasn't fully invested in the restaurant. Quite frankly, I was working my butt off to, to, get money flowing mm-hmm. so I could go go somewhere else i uh, uh, hopefully the, uh, i'm being honest there, hopefully, hopefully <laughs> i know my honesty is going to be some trouble but, but that was my prerogative and now my prerogative for the first time is to actually put money back into a restaurant and make it to the best it can be cool. so 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 that's for me that's the new frontier it's it, it is a it is that's the next opportunity for kyoten is in maximizing the potential of the space and the potential of the chicago dining clientele uh it's it's I have a great, great clientele in Chicago. It's it's amazing. Yeah, it's amazing. Is there another town that could use omakase? Yeah, there's a, there's a <laughs> lot of towns. It's just whether or not the the t- the talent is there, and and whether or not you know it, it becomes. It's really hard because because you know, is the talent there, and does you know even if the talent were there, he's probably broke. And can't can't get to a restaurant. Does you know? I, I'm I'm a businessman myself. W- w- would I want to bankroll a talent? You know, do do I want to put five hundred thousand dollars on a single guy? It's like no, I don't want to do that. <laughs> so 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 that's why the opportunity for omakase is not as easy as people make it out. Like you can't okay. just dream out dream up an omakase to 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 open up in in that hot town but for example yeah there's plenty of room for omakase dc is dc is one that's an obvious one um michelin rated city a lot of money there um that 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 still has room for more omakase Mm. um you know parts of san francisco uh, parts of california yeah they got room for 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 some high-end omakase uh there's there's lots of room for it 
Um, it's just whether the talent can get to the stage or not. Mm. And uh, I was very, very relentless mm. in, in, in getting to the stage. Okay. Um, uh, you, you have to be fully, fully committed. It, it's And you have to sacrifice a lot. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm single, no kids. <laughs> I'm single, no kids. It'd be different if you had a family, if, huh? If, if I have kids, the the, the, the pathway, if you, I'm not here. If you I'm had, not here. There's no had, way. If you had kids, how often would you see your kids? Oh, well, in this situation, now I now that I run a successful business, I I could I could make oh, that it, happen. Oh, it could work. Okay, okay. Yeah, but when I was in Austin, struggling in the trailer, trying to dime, th- get grab every dime I could get to the next big thing, forget it. Like I'm not, you know, girlfriend. I'm not taking you out. I'm, I'm trying to get to Chicago. You want me to take you out? No, I can't do that. But now, now I'm in a good, settled place. Um, but yeah, it's it's it, it it is a lot of sacrifice, and it's sacrifice over a long term. Mm. I mean, um, I, you know, it's pretty much. Uh, it's like, yeah, yeah. Com- seriously commit for years and years and you got to believe in yourself to go all in um yeah fi- financially and believe it's going to work out and um and uh I-, I was fortunate enough to take to take the risk and um and and make the necessary sacrifices uh one, one of the things that i wish i knew younger is that i think when you're young you don't know if the sacrifices will pay off. Oh, you won't. Yeah. And 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 sometimes you feel like it's not, you know? And um looking back the the sacrifices always pay off. I believe that. Cuz even even if you flunk, there's going to be someone watching you flunk or a lesson. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, yeah, there's someone going to be watching and watching you f- the the watching your attitude watching the way you flunk and 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 you never know when that person will you know perhaps become an investor or perhaps it's just it's just um it, it the sacrifices if if you, if you have a good attitude and, and you sacrifice and you sacrifice with a good attitude that's the best that, that that's one of the yeah. things that I wish there's I did beauty and failure there's beauty and failure, and um, I, 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 that's one of the things that I wish um, I had getting here, that things would, the sacrifices would mean something, and it would be okay. Um, it, it would uh, give, give me a higher sense of security, because insecure men do not good things. You know? Insecure men do not do things. So, so, so just if I had the security of just knowing that my sacrifices would be, you know, every sacrifice is is is, uh, is is worth something. Right. I I wish I I knew that um, coming up, and and I I wish I didn't take it take some of the sacrifices so badly mm. and be such a brat about it. Um, so that's that's one of the kind of the more regrettable things. I like things. that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's cool. Sacrifices are going to pay off. Well, you still. I mean, it's you have a good balance between confidence and humility. Um, it's 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 about having a realistic picture, um, uh, uh, I think. Um, it, it, it's it's about having a realistic picture, and it's about y- you have to you have to let yourself be known. If you're good, um, 
don't don't wait on someone to say you're good. Sometimes mm-hmm. you have to push. You have to take the initiative. Mm-hmm. And, and 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 yeah, I'll be honest. That that's big part of why I've been successful very quickly in Chicago too. This is I I I, uh, I I wasn't gonna be the quiet person that I was in Austin. Yeah. I wasn't gonna be the, the quiet humble, <laughs> quiet humble. Overly, there, 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 there is such a thing as being overly humble to the point where it's it's, it's disingenuous. Mm. Yeah, and and in the relationship business, the worst thing you can be is disingenuous. Oh yeah. Yeah. So uh, so uh, let yourself be known. Um, uh, but also there, there there's such there's such thing as being. Uh, overly humble to the point of disingenuous overly humble to the point where you might miss an opportunity mm. so be an opportunist um yeah chef and, oh wow yeah that's all i had buddy <laughs> <laughs> that's all i got too you, you ask good questions oh man um people can find you on instagram at uh at kyoto chicago kyoto chicago how do um, they make reservations so make reservations our website uh kyotenchicago.com everything's kyotenchicago yeah and um yeah um chicago's been great to me and i i love being here thanks for coming on yeah <laughs> yeah it's, it's great chicago <laughs> the, the wonderful thing about chicago and even having your, your your thing here in chicago is that there's a lot of characters in chicago oh, yeah. and they stick around it's not like in new york where you find a character and like they're gone back to nowhere in you know two months because it's you know New York or San Francisco. Like like Chicago is a very livable city where the characters they they there's a lot of characters here and they're gonna stick around. Uh, that's that's why I love about Chicago. That's what makes you know cause Chicago such a so communal. Like, even the dining scene is you know other chefs have been very very accepting of me. Um, this is, one of the wonderful surprises where it's like man aren't we rivals shouldn't we not be good friends but it's like no this is like, they're so nice they're so nice and 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 they're so supportive of me and this has been wonderful and and i think that that really does add to uh chicago's dining scene on a whole mm-hmm. it, it's 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 incredible mm-hmm. yeah glad to hear it yeah um all right guys thanks for tuning in i'll see you guys in the next episode Stay curious. Abla aloha.